a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living that is exactly what makes them extra to me, and I'm excited for you to meet them. So uh, so by way of introducing today's guest, uh, I am going to completely um, butcher a story that I once heard um, about the origins of the uh, what I call the peace fish. And I think there's a, I think there's an actual name for it, but it's that, it's that, it's that fish uh, symbol that you see a lot of times on like bumpers of cars or, or whatever. Anyway, so everyone knows now what the peace fish is. So, uh, so allegedly, uh, way back in the day, that symbol, uh, whether it came from this or it was just used in this story that I'm going to, again, uh, probably not tell well, but basically, uh, it was a story of, uh, I'm guessing back in the Roman times, or maybe now, when persecuted Christians uh, would signal them, themselves to each other. They'd make themselves known to each other by, by kind of tracing that, that peace fish, that, that symbol in the sand or in the dirt. And it was an unspoken way that they could let others know without then being, being you know, harmed the, uh, about their faith and um so anyway so that so by by way of introducing today's guest that that is and i've never even told you this um that is uh metaphorically speaking which our guest gives me grief about my metaphors but 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 <laughs> but this today's guest made that metaphorical connection to me uh when we when we started working together and i'm sure others um but he did it with a coffee cup uh, and again, I, I don't think I've ever told this story. So when we started working together uh, a few years back now, I remember being in this crowded conference room and it doesn't matter how old or young you are, whenever you start a new job, you're very intimidated because, you know, everybody else, it's like, it's like walking into a foreign country. Everybody can speak a language and you're like, okay, I know, I know I know how to speak, but why can't I speak this language? <laughs> so I was very, very intimidated in this big crowded room. And, and I remember staring at your coffee cup, this mug, travel mug that had a cross on it. And, and it was it's the first time I saw you, and, 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 but I saw you with that coffee cup. And, and while I didn't know this Peace Fish story at the time, when I heard the Peace Fish story, and when I think of our guest today, um, I just remember you know, staring at that coffee cup and just feeling this great sense of connection. And also, uh, apropos of what this podcast is, this sense of, of admiration for a small, Small, but it, but to me it was a it's a courageous demonstration of faith. You know, lots of different coffee cups out there. Number one dad, you know, Minnesota <laughs> Vikings, whatever. There's a lot of things you could have on the mug. So since that time, I have been able to learn a little bit more uh, about the the man behind the mug, if you will, how <laughs> devoted of a husband and dad uh, he is. What a committed mascot he is in the in the in the in the heart of evangelical Texas, uh, <laughs> and what a great teacher he is. Um, not just because he used to be a teacher. Uh, but how he guides and instructs his uh, his colleagues today. So, uh, but you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to learn more about him today because I think we're all 
still kind of in the early innings of our friendship, I think. And uh, sure. what, what better way to get uh, deeper than by, you know, getting to know each other in front of all these listeners. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome to today's, welcome to today's Man Up Man, Mr. Joel Smith. Hey, Joel. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for, uh, for being on the, on the podcast. So, you know, I talk about this, this coffee cup. Yep. You know, and you know which one I'm talking about. Yep. Um, and uh, but, you know, I really do think it is a metaphor for something bigger. You know, it is a form. Um, and I think a lot of times guys uh, uh, shy away from words like this, but it is a form of evangelizing. You know, it, it's 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 letting people know kind of who you are and, and, and where. You are. So so I guess that's that's kind of where I wanted to start. Has that been something and you don't have to talk about the cup itself, but has that been something that you've just kind of had throughout life or is it something that has come as you've gotten into you know different stages of life that you're you're you're, you're being more you know kind of intentional about it even though it's simple it, it definitely is it, it's deliberate yeah I, I think that, you know i had never thought about it from an evangelical standpoint um so i don't know that i would say it's intentional at all um but um the i will the the story behind the coffee cup or actually big, I don't drink coffee, so it's a big mug. It's, it's, um, and, and, uh, and I used to, I'm surprised I don't have it this week here with me, but, um, I take it everywhere with me. Um, and the interesting thing about it is the, the cross at the end is actually at the end of the word different. Um, so on the mug, it says live different. And the T at the end is the crossed. Um, and, and the interesting thing behind it is, um, if you think about Catholicism and the symbol, the peace fish, and everything you've just talked about, um, there's probably not enough people in the world living different. Mm. Um, too many people are normal. Normal is not necessarily where we should be. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it, I, I guess it's my little, small, very small way of, of trying to remind myself that just normal is probably not good enough. Yeah. Um, and if enough of us live different or differently, to be grammatically correct, <laughs> um, <a> teacher. <laughs> but, but the T has to be at the end because that's where the cross is. Right, 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 um, yeah. So if, if, if enough of us will live different, then maybe that will become the norm and that's yeah. better. There's just not enough people in the world that are standing up um, overtly yeah. and doing what is right when they know what's right. Yeah. Um, and so to me, that's... Again, it's a reminder to me. It's really not a reminder to anybody else. Um, but uh, if that's what you took from it and, and that gave you comfort and allowed you to connect, awesome. Yeah. That's great. And I'm glad that's part of it. Um, and I hope other people do that. But the intention is for it to remind me to live different. Yeah. It, is that... Has that was that kind of how uh, growing up in the Smith household? I mean, was that part of growing up? I mean, were your folks kind of intentional about that or, or did well, that come later? No, I, I mean... I don't want to say my folks wanted to, they were, you know, I grew up Catholic and we, I went to a Catholic school, uh, you know, almost my entire life. So from that standpoint, my parents put me in the right situation. They put me in, in, um, that I don't think my parents were ever overt. Yeah. Um, uh, but by the same token, they were never ashamed or not, um, not Catholic, I yeah. guess would be the right way to say it. Um, so from that standpoint, it's, uh, it's, I, I guess it's really kind of my dad's personality is, that he's not gregarious, he's not, you know, this big personality when you walk into the room, but he's solid. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's that's probably where it comes from in terms of whether or not it's this, you know, this big, I, I have to be at the front of the room and evangelize everybody in the room. Yeah. I, I can't do that. 
that that doesn't give me energy. But I, I feel like I can try and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if enough people see me do the right thing, then that'll be the right message and example that yeah. I want to set. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of, that's exactly what we talk about in the show is just not necessarily having to, you know, quote scripture or, you know, walk around with the you know, books. Yeah. But just yeah. the way you live and the way the essence kind of comes up. So, so you talk about your dad, were there other like, you know, role models growing up that, um, you know, cause I know you're, you're a coach and so you have, <laughs> you surrounded yourself with a lot of, uh, you know, activities and sports or whatever, but were there other, other, as you think of growing up other role models that, you know, not maybe not necessarily like, you know, Christian role models, but, but people who now that you, when you look at your life that you're living, you know, that you're like, okay, you know, I kind of pick up, I pick that up from this person or. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, and this is so cliche, but my high school basketball coach, yeah. um, and again, I, I went to a Catholic school and, uh, played basketball and, and we had a ton of success and, and he was behind that a hundred percent. Um, but he was also just a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, nothing overt, nothing over the top, never, um, you know, with the whole, uh, you know, Bible thumping, I guess I would say. Um, but just so solid and such a good example of what to do in every situation. Yeah. Um, and so in so much so that my first job out of college, I actually went and I was his assistant coach. Um, so I got to see the other side of him. So I was his, his player for, um, you know, for three years. And then I went to um, be his assistant for three years. And, um, you know, I got to see the other side and the why of some of the things that he did that um, I, I knew but I didn't know why. And then, um, and, and that's basketball in life, by the way, that, you know, I got to um, see the, the, the interactions with he and his wife and he and his daughter and all of those things that I, that you don't get to see as a player, but you get to see as an assistant because you're together so sure, much. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I would say he's been uh, an incredible role model mm-hmm. um, and, and just, you know, just an, an incredible guy. Just, just again, just like my dad, solid, dependable doesn't even come close and and it's just that's the both of them if i could do that that'd be good yeah well and and yet you you do you have coached you you do and you're you're uh with your own kids and and i would imagine their friends and you know when they come over to the smith household and it's it's so how how on purpose you know uh and let's say coaching maybe so you know you're 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 coaching a skill, you know, cause you're a basketball coach. Mm-hmm. And so you've got the skills, you know, you know, you know, the Sloan drill or whatever, how much <laughs> of it though, you like how, and maybe it's not, again, this could go, fall back into just this, it's almost subconscious, just kind of the essence of who you are, but you know, that's a, that's a wonderful opportunity to actually shape, you know, not just, you know, somebody to be able to go to the left, you know, but, but to also, <laughs> you know, build character and you're a big, you know, character education guy, you know, you, you're, you're all about social emotional learning, all that kind of stuff. How, how much does, do you feel like your faith? I mean, it obviously affects it, but how, how conscious are you of it when you're, when you're kind of coaching on these other non-technical aspects of the sport? Um, or again, is it just sort of like, it's just an organic kind of a thing This just happens to be how you interact because it's kind of how it's just who you are. Well, I, I'm not sure, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not sure how to answer that um, other than to say, I think if done well, 
no matter what you're teaching, there's an element of difficulty and challenge and um, someone has to have the ability to get through that. Mm. So that by itself is a character I want everybody I come in contact with to have, right? I'm one of the, so uh, Ted Talk, Angela Duckworth, Grit, mm-hmm. one of the best, right? Um, and if, if there's one thing I could give, just give, which I know you can't, but if you could just give it to someone, to my kids, I would give them grit. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to give them grit. I don't, I've actively <laughs> thought about <laughs> how do I challenge my kids and give them grit? And yeah. it's just so difficult. But I think if you're coaching, and you put kids in situations that are difficult, but not impossible. Um, and you reiterate over and over, and you continue to challenge them to come as close to perfection as possible. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to give them some of those character traits that get you towards grit, yeah. which are also so important in faith. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that when you start teaching a skill in basketball or anything, um, they the the kids usually don't know the end game. They don't know why they're being taught four-man, you know, help side defense drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you get – I was freshman coach when I was first um, coaching. So I got them early, right? And and so you go through that drill, and they're like, I don't – why? This is so, – what? Do we, who cares? This isn't – there's four people. It's not even real right, basketball. Right. And so then you have to build up to why it actually goes, okay, this is where it is. And at some point, they have to have faith that I'm putting them in the right place to be more successful. Um, and quite honestly, it doesn't always happen, right? I mean, there are some kids that just don't believe you. Right. Um, and at some point, you have to tell them either you're going to believe me or you're not going to be successful. Yeah. Um, and yes, that's a leap of faith, different faith, but yeah, still faith. For sure. Um, and so that's, I, I think, from a character standpoint, that's one of the things that you have to teach as a coach is, look, I'm, I have your best interest at heart. You got to believe me. Yeah. If you don't, we're going to have a rough relationship because you're never going to just say, okay. Yeah. You're never going to say, okay, coach, I'll do it. Even yeah. though I don't know why, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, so that that's probably getting to more of what you were asking about. But um, I don't know that I was ever intentional about it from a faith perspective or I'm trying to build this character um, trait. But I think sports are such good character builders yeah. that if you do it well and you don't break people down um, personally and you, you actually allow them to – to grow and, and, and get the intention of where you want them to go, then I think you can get some people to, to grow. Yeah. I think, and I think there are, I think there are connections that, you know, just as to hear you speak of, of, of that same faith of even like, you know, uh, like going to church, you know, it's like, you know what, we're going to keep going. And some Sundays, are going to be great. And it's going to feel like, well, okay, now I got it, you know, and some Sundays, <laughs> you know, you're going to be like, I don't think I nailed that at all, <laughs> but you're going to keep going, you know, and, and it is that, that, that sort of, uh, it's kind of, you know, faith and trusting the process. And there's and, no question. Um, the interesting thing just recently with everything going on with churches not being open and, and all of that. And, and, um, so I, I've been to church the last two weeks where I actually went, Mm. I was actually in the building, actually got to take communion, which um, that, you know, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal, but it was. Um, And so to to me that you're 100 percent right. It's 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 bigger than me. I've got to decide I'm going to do it even if I don't understand. And I've got to decide to act rather than just passively be. Yeah. Um, 
And that, that's, uh, I mean, literally the last two weeks, that's been like, oh, that felt good. I'm yeah. glad I went to church. And, and quite honestly, I didn't connect with the homily. I didn't get it. I didn't like, I, I was like, I'm, I don't know why are you like, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, and, and so, um, it, it just, but it, it, at the end of the day, I was so glad I went and so yeah. glad I was able to take communion. And yeah. so that, from that standpoint, it was like, okay, hey, you know, they, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, totally. Gosh. When you talk about, uh. You talk about basketball and these drills. I remember the three-man weave. And I loved <laughs> that drill, but I never really knew why. It was just kind of fun for basketball players out there. You know what I'm talking about. For not, basically, it's just this drill where you have three people on the court, and it's a series of passing. You can't dribble the ball at all, and you just pass kind of across to these three people, and you're running down the court. And it's just fun, and at the end, you get to shoot a basket. And I never, I just thought it was a fun drill. And then, you know, you realize that, what you're simulate, what you're building is the, is the the behavior of of following and you know and filling in in lanes. And I was like, oh my gosh, now I totally. <laughs> that's a great example. You know, that's of one that, of the though. hardest drills to teach young players, and I don't mean young yeah. like ninth grade, eighth grade. I mean young like eight year olds. Totally. Yeah. Um, because when they pass, they want to follow the ball. Yeah. They don't want to go behind the person, and it's yeah. just like I, so. I coach my kids, obviously. And and just trying to get them to that, it just you just yeah. literally have to okay stop, <laughs> pass the ball now walk go there don't even run <laughs> just walk behind that kid that yeah. you threw yeah. and it, and then you just have, it's hilarious how they yeah. they just don't I just want to go where the I threw the yeah. ball no yeah. well kind of but no no it all so comes out it comes it's, it's great it's it's a great drill. All right. Well, hey, speaking of uh, fun, uh, we are to the fun segment now uh, of this show. And for those that listen, you got uh, everyone knows. Um, that uh, so these are three questions that every guest uh, is given in advance, and so uh, so there's no uh, if there's no answer to these questions, it's not because they they, they didn't know about them, it's because they just didn't care enough to think about them. So no pressure, and uh, but they're very uh, uh, they're very quick on the on their feet. All of our guests are. So even if you haven't had a chance, I think you can get these. All right. So uh, so fun segment question number one: If Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow and just wanted to hang out for the day. What would you do with him? So, you know, again, we I have seen the question before, <laughs> and and it's a great question because, um, in all honesty, it, it, whatever it is, like we couldn't go to a movie, yeah. right? Because I, I I'm wasted time. Well, no, I'm asking every question I yeah. ask, right? Like I'm okay. Hey, <clears throat> Jesus, we got time. Yeah. So let's talk, right? So number one, um, I got to have some time to ask questions and. Um, <clears throat> so I'm a big golfer, so I would love to go play golf with Jesus. And, and uh, it reminds me of a joke where um, Jesus and, and God and the Holy Spirit are playing golf, and Jesus hits the ball into the water and drops the ball, hits it into the water again, drops the ball, hits it in the water again. And finally, God looks at him and goes, hey, you're Jesus. You're not Jack Nicholas." Um, which I think is just, it's a little bit off, right? It's a little bit disrespectful, but by the same token, you're like, okay, what is it like, right? I mean, you're perfect— What's it like to be Jesus? Yeah. Um, and I'd love to play golf, see him shoot 59 or whatever he wanted to shoot. <laughs> but but by the same token, I just want to spend some time and ask a bunch of questions. Just, know. you know, um, the, and the first question that pops in my head is like, how, how's my mom? Mm. How's she doing? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think that's, that's oh. the time I want to spend with him. Yeah. When did she pass? 2002. Wow. That would be cool. So, 
a lot of other questions. That's yeah. the that's the first one. Yeah. Um, the second one is, is she running things? Because she would be. Or is. Um, and <laughs> what, as, as a what department yeah. of heaven yeah, is she exactly. in charge of? <laughs> and why isn't it the lottery department? Because I'm thinking she, uh, I should have won by now uh, if she's exactly, really in charge. Right, but right, she's right. clearly not. So, yeah. um, but, you know, that's, it's just what. You know, so many questions yeah. um, that that I think it would take more than a day to ask. But yeah. I would love to just spend the time and be like, "All right, how how's this work? Yeah. Why is this happening?" Yeah, that'd be awesome. those kind of things would just be really, really cool to to know the real answer. Right. <clears throat> so yeah. that would be cool. They would go by fast. Um, <laughs> yes, very. All <laughs> right, all right. Fun segment question number two, yeah. um, and uh, so. Uh, if you could go to church with any other guy, um, living or dead, who would it be? So <clears throat> I don't like this question. First one is a great question. Second one, I don't like this one, and here's why. Um, I, I don't do well at church as a social mm. gathering, mm-hmm. um, which is probably <clears throat> what frustrates my wife about church. <coughs> Excuse me. I go go to church, I leave, I don't interact with everybody, I'm not the big social butterfly at church. So going to church with somebody else, it wouldn't be a great experience for them yeah. if they wanted to, <laughs> like if they wanted to interact with me, they're not going to get to. Um, and so, you know, again, I'll go with the sappy answer on this one and just be like, I'd like to go to church with my dad. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, we obviously have gone to church many, 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 many times. Um, but we live so far apart, and uh, we're not able to do that now. So uh, it's cool when we are together on the weekend and we get to go to church. Um, it's pretty cool. So that, I'll just say my dad because I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to put anybody else through yeah, going to church yeah. with me and me ignoring them for basically an hour. Yeah. Well, and and um, you know, since since uh, since I don't have a producer of Mana, uh, I don't have anybody you know looking over my shoulder. I can basically decide to do whatever I want. So the you know the nature of that question, albeit not a great one, uh, is. Uh, uh, in line with the show is, uh, you know, who do you want to go to? Who, what other guy would you want to go to church with? And, yeah. um, but I would also say that, you know, I think going to church with your mom would be kind of cool. That would be, uh, absolutely. You know, that was, I didn't give you that option. No, that you didn't, question, which is, but, uh, which is fine. Um, and that's a, that's a given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right, last question, uh, and this is one that um, you know we've had a lot of great guests on on the show that have had roles like you coaching, you know, putting yourselves in positions of being a great role model for other young men, and so you can you can draw on an actual piece of advice that that you all always give. Um, you know, we talked about grit earlier. You can definitely bring that back, or you can come up with something new. But the last question, fun segment, question number three: If you had to give, not had to, if you could, if you could give one piece of advice. <laughs> to a young man, but kind of specifically about, about being comfortable, you know, in, in his faith, in developing it, being courageous, whether it's through a mug, you know, or a tumbler <laughs> or something, what would be, what would be your advice to a young man? I, I, well, I think the best way to answer that or, or what I would say to, to someone is to say, um, it's okay to not be perfect. Um, it's okay to be different. Uh, clearly, I, I, I believe in that. Yeah. Um, and I would say decide that you're okay, that something is bigger than you. 
And as long as you can get yourself out of every goal you have, um, then work at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of little things that I would think are really important that I would hope, depending on how much time I would have to give the advice, yeah. I would say learn to pray because um, I'm, I'm horrible. <laughs> I, I am. Um, I'm, I, I'm horrible. I try. I'm not good at it. Um, but that's okay. Yeah. And uh, I think learning to pray eventually gets to learning how to pray. And I think that that's um, a, a big piece of, of a young person's faith is I'm going to ask. Yeah. I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to have a relationship. I don't know if it's going well or not. I, this is just me, right? I don't know. Um, but all of that's fine because as long as I'm making the effort, then yeah. I've chosen for something bigger than me. To be a goal and that is what's different i think a, a lot of times with young people now uh, you know that they don't hear that message enough that it actually isn't about them <laughs> i mean we love them we I, love them but it's there's something bigger you know absolutely yeah. I, it's it's missing it's missing in how we talk to kids it's missing in how they try and become insta famous or whatever that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. um i i it's it just amazing to me when people decide there's something bigger than them, what they're capable of. And, um, you know, you don't have to understand. Right. You don't have to. Yeah. That's that's the part of, you know, you s- to help them with their faith. they they got to understand. I don't have to understand everything. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and then, then they're probably much more capable of great things. That's great. Joel Smith, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.